Hello, everybody. Welcome to Young Satire Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Corman, and today's an episode full of Taylor Swift. So as you all know, or as you should know, her new album came out last week, and her new album is called Evermore, and I figured that I would not listen to it, hold off listening to it, until this episode so I can share my honest thoughts right here. It'll be fresh. It'll be amazing. So basically the agenda for today is to rehash my week and basically rehashing my week majorly includes talking about Timothy on SNL. And then I will listen to some songs on Evermore and I also found these really weird Taylor Swift theories. So we'll talk about those too. And, you know, other stuff like that, so stay tuned. Should I get into it? Yeah, let me just get into this episode. Okay, so the recap of my week. I have had a great week. It's been going well. Today is a snow day, so I'm staring out through my window looking at, like, at least eight inches of snow, which is super fun. And, you know, New England snow, gotta love it. So, I mean, if you aren't in New England right now, you should feel sad that you don't get a snow day today. But also, I am super lucky because a lot of people are doing virtual school today and they don't get a day off. But my superintendent was lucky enough to give our whole district a snow day. So here I am, leisurely making the podcast at 4 p.m. And it is, you know, the 17th of December, which means that Christmas is in a week and a day. Super exciting. And, okay, I'm trying to think of, like, what I should do regarding the podcast for next week. Because I always release it on Fridays, but next Friday is Christmas. So what I'm thinking is maybe I hold off posting it on Christmas and then post it the week afterwards. But not because I want to post it before New Year's because I this episode was going to be a best of episode. But I figured that this one will be devoted to just Taylor you know, Tay Tay Swivel. <laughs> and next episode can be uh, just a rundown on best of 2020. And that will be a longer one. This one's probably going to be a bit of a shorter episode. But I just, I'm trying to figure out the logistics on that. So stay put. But I'm just doing a quick announcement that Friday, December 25th, which of course is Christmas, I'm most likely not going to be putting out a podcast on that day. But stay tuned on the podcast Instagram at Young Satire Pod, and I'll post updates there regarding my posting schedule for the upcoming weeks. But regardless, I'm super excited because the best of episode is going to be so good. It'll be a great cap to this year, Young Satire's first year, 2020. So, you know, I just can't wait. Okay, so that's just like quick announcements, business day. Um, but okay recap of my life in the past week so this besides this snow um really nothing much everyone at school is just like excited to get out of school next week I have a half day on Wednesday the eve of the eve half day and you know I'm just I'm just excited I can't wait to for Christmas and New Year and luckily, since New Year falls on like a good day this year, I don't need to go back to school until January 4th. So, and also ballet. Ballet's like kind of coming to an end, which is sad, but also kind of nice. You know, I'm just like, 
everything's coming to an end right now, especially since COVID is like making everything so crazy. So more updates on that, more updates on COVID and my extracurriculars as it comes. But regardless, I'm trying to think, ah, of course, weekly recap, need to talk about SNL last Saturday. It was so good. Oh my gosh. At 11.30, I turned it on. It ended up one. I w- I watched the whole thing, an hour and a half, but it was just so good. And, you know, of course, Timothy and his, my favorite was Tiny Horse, the Tiny Horse song. And if you look it up on YouTube, I think it has like millions of views at this point. But it's such a great song, I guess. And it's just him as like a cowboy and like his father's like, we're selling the farm. And he has this like tiny horse. And it's like a song about his tiny horse. And it's really nice. It's like so weird, but it's hilarious. And then there's also, which I'm sure if you've been around TikTok recently, you've definitely seen this like rap with Pete Davidson. Timothy did a lot of stuff with Pete Davidson, but it was like they pretended to be rappers. And then there was like um, the Roots guy. I forget his name, but like it was the guy from Roots that's like always on Jimmy Fallon, The Tonight Show. And then what's her name? I'm blanking. But if you look it up, you can watch it. And it's like two real like hip hop artists. And then it's Timothy's name was like Cheeto Asket it. Let me look this up. It was so ridiculous, but hilarious. So like please check it out. Let me go into SNL's Instagram. It was so funny. I need to get this right. Okay. Yeah, the song was called Ye. And oh, here I'll play it for a sec. It was so funny, but it was like, Cheeto S, get it. Let me find it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, um, okay. Maybe if I go on Spotify, it's kind of embarrassing, but I have listened to this on Spotify. And it's like, you like Cheeto S, get it? All right, let's see. Sorry for these delays. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I'm trying to find it. It's keeps just saying E by Timothy Chalamet and Pete Davidson. But it was like Cheeto S get it. I'm I'm gonna find it. By the end of this episode, I'll let you know what his official name was. But it was hilarious. I really apologize for how long it took me to find it, but his name was Smoke Cheddar Dasgeta. And it's a very typical like SoundCloud username. So it was like he had like dyed hair and like fake tattoos and stuff. And it was hilarious. And all they said was like yeet and skirt, which is also very SoundCloud-like. And SoundCloud's basically just like where anybody can post a song. So a lot of times it's like weird rappers. Like there's this thing as like a SoundCloud rapper. It's basically just like a person who thinks they're a rapper, but really they're just an average, an average teenage boy. So they were just pretend, they were just pretending to be that. And it was hilarious. And also, Timothy did an impressive impression, impressive impression of Harry Styles. And it was pretty funny. And he dressed up a lot like Harry. And, you know, that all these clips are on YouTube. I'm going to keep reminding you. And it was just, it was hilarious. And, 
Of course, Chloe Fineman, the person, she loves to play Timothy on SNL. And she pretended to be him while he was on the show. It was, like, in the same segment. It was, like, um, Dionne Warwick. Yeah, it was something like that. She was, like, um, a talk show host. Like, somebody did an impression of her. And, like, people came in. One was Harry Styles, played by Timothy Chalamet. And then there were other people. But, of course, one of them was Timothy Chalamet, played by Chloe Fineman. And it was so funny because he was on the show. Like, I think that was really clever. I really like that. Okay. So if you haven't watched that, please go watch the episode of SNL. And this weekend is Kristen Wiig and Dua Lipa. I will not stay up and watch it, but I will watch the clips on YouTube. Since I have become, I've, I've become oddly obsessed with watching SNL clips now. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like an attachment to the show. So. Maybe I'll, if it's that good, I'll talk about it on the next episode if I really like this new episode of SNL on Saturday, but I guess we'll have to see. But anyways, let's transfer on to a new subject. Okay, so now I'm talking about Taylor Swift. I'm on billboard.com looking to see top um, Evermore songs. So I'm going to listen to three songs and talk about each one. And I'm going to do the top three on this website. So first one is Long Story Short. Second one is No Body, No Crime. And third one is Ivy. So I'm going to start with Ivy. I'm going to listen to it now. And I will be back very soon with my honest reactions. Also, before I forget, I invite you to listen to these songs too. So you can compare your reactions with me as well. Alrighty, I am back from listening to Ivy. And to just start off, I really like this song. As soon as I pressed play, there was like a quick entrance. The song started quickly. Um, I could hear the strong acoustics. And immediately what jumped out to me was, of course, the guitar, which was like the main accompaniment. And I also, throughout the song, heard tambourine a lot, which I thought was interesting. And personally, I've never really been a fan of like a tambourine sound. Like... It's not, it fit the song though, because it was like a folky country type song, but I liked the tune. It was a very catchy tune and I could see myself listening to it a few times and then like naturally because it's so catchy and repetitive, like knowing all the lyrics and like right now, even I have the tune stuck in my head after listening to just four, four minutes of it. And I mean, to be honest, of course, Taylor Swift's amazing, but like the chorus, like, uh, it could have been better, like, considering I thought like the other, like, the verses leading up to the chorus were very good. And then like the chorus was okay, but I liked it, though. Like, I think it's the perfect song on like a cloudy day. If you're like, sitting inside, like, I feel like this is a song. If you're in a sweater, and it's cloudy and you're in the woods, which is basically the theme of Evermore, like the album cover. But yeah, the cloudiness of the song, I assume, matches Evermore's theme, especially since it's kind of a companion album to Folklore, which is obviously very similar. So I guess my final thoughts were that I really liked it, and I would recommend you listening to it, but I'm still going to wait to decide if I of course, because I haven't listened to the other two songs I'm going to listen to. But 
I think this one could be a top contender. I guess I'll have to see. All right, next up, I'm going to listen to Nobody, No Crime. I'll be back soon. Alrighty, so I just finished Nobody, No Crime, and I'm just going to start from the top of my notes. The sirens. At the start, sirens. That was a bit frightening. Like, it started with um, a scary tone, but there was also an interesting opening acoustics in the background, an interesting opening accompaniment. Like, of course, there was a guitar, but there was also the harmonica, which was really interesting. And the tune, not to mention, the tune at the start sounded so familiar. I don't know where I've heard it, but I just feel like I've heard it before. And also, there was a really good beat to the song. Like, it was, it's been stuck in my head a little bit since I've, like, taken a minute to, like, process it and then go back to my computer. And it's been stuck in my head. But I really do think that there's a good, catchy beat, and there's lots of repetition in this song. Lots and lots and lots of repetition. Um, so I think it's also a good song. Like, it's easy to, like, tap your foot and, like, clap your hands to it, which is always a good thing because it gets it stuck in people's heads. But, I mean, the song was also kind of scary, like I mentioned. I don't know. Like, it just seemed scary like what happened that made taylor write this song you know but that's that could be totally i'm sure if i go deep enough into the taylor fandom there's probably so many theories about that that i don't even want to imagine so since i'm a bit worried about taylor and her safety right now i am looking at what is the meaning of nobody no crime and it says it's about like tabloids and stuff and hmm, i'm trying to see she's known for taking real-life moments that we've seen play out in tabloids and putting them into her music. And, I don't know, it's, oh, the lyrics are about a woman who suspects her husband of cheating, sorry. And I think that's what it's about, but it really was kind of scary, so I'm glad Taylor is okay. Shall I move on to the next song? All right, I think I shall. I will be back after listening to Long Story Short, which is, according to Billboard, Taylor's top song on Evermore. So I have high expectations, but I'll let you know my thoughts after I listen. Okay, I just finished the song. This one was supposedly the favorite. I liked it, but you'll have to see my reaction. Okay, so a super cool opening. Like, when the song first started, I'm like, oh, this is, I know this is going to be a good song. And I liked how it was faster paced. It, like, it had a little bit of a kick to it. And it was a cool song. Like, it was, Billboard described it as indie rock. And I think that's definitely a little bit more up my alley. And I really enjoyed it. And it does actually remind me a little bit of quote-unquote old Taylor. Like, like I'd say, like, old, like, you know, like, it's not as folky because you know folky's not for everyone it's not for me personally but i don't know for some reason the song i want to keep listening to out of the three songs i listen to is ivy so i guess i would have to say that that is my favorite out of the three but of course it's taylor swift we're talking about so these songs are amazing but i'm just being a bit critical but anyways the like, this song wasn't that bad. Long long story short, like, I understand how somebody could put it first, but 
I don't know. It just didn't have as good of a beat. Like, not as catchy. I don't really remember. I remember some of the lyrics now, but, like, not as much as the other songs. And I think that's important. Like, Ivy is a song that I'm probably going to, after this, add to one of my playlists so I can keep listening to it because I really liked it. And, like I said, I naturally could learn the lyrics. And I, for some reason, for me, like, that deems it a good song. Like, if I want to keep learning the lyrics, like, if, basically, if I want to keep listening to it. And with this song, I don't really get that feeling, but regardless, I enjoyed it. Okay, my second theory is that I found this courtesy of BuzzFeed, my favorite thing, my favorite platform, you know, I love BuzzFeed. And they said that apparently Taylor Swift revealed Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik's baby's name since they've kept it a secret. Apparently Taylor Swift released it. So here's a tweet of evidence. Guys, Gigi's baby's name is Dorothea. Dorothea. I don't know. Dorothea? Something like that. As you all know, Taylor announced the name of Blake's baby, referencing Blake Lively. Blake Lively's baby, Betty, through folklore. Gigi posted a cap a picture with our with caption August waiting for our girl. James was waiting August behind the mall. August is track eight. Dorothea is also the eighth track. <gasps> Ooh, okay, that can get pretty juicy. I guess we'll have to see. But that could be a really good theory, actually. So, and there's like, people are tweeting a lot about it. And actually, that seems slightly right. But however, there was one slight flaw in this otherwise pretty convincing theory. And I'm directly quoting BuzzFeed. On the night Evermore was released, Taylor revealed that Dorothea was the first song she wrote for her new album. And then it like says, first one written was Dorothea, and the last one was Happiness. And then, but she also said that she never really stopped writing, and that she began work on what would become Evermore the week after Folklore was released. This would suggest that Dorothea was written around late July and early August, which was when their baby, uh, oh, Excuse me. Gigi and Zane's daughter wasn't born until September. Sorry, I was getting a little bit too ahead of myself. I got excited. I was like, no way. This is really... Okay. But the meaning the song was probably written before she made her appearance. So either Taylor knew the name Gigi and Zane were planning to use in advance, or this is just wishful thinking on the fans' behalf. So really, I guess we'll have to see, but a spokesperson for Gigi and Zane has been contacted for comment, and I don't think they've commented yet. But, I mean, wow, this could be pretty crucial. So I guess I'll have to see. And I kind of hope that the name's Dorothy. I think that'd be a cute name if I'm pronouncing it right. I hope I am. I'm really sorry if I've been pronouncing this name wrong for like the past four minutes. Oh, it's only been two minutes for the past two minutes. But I'd like to apologize. But also, I, I think it's a cute name and I hope that's Gigi and Zane's baby's name. Okay, finally, as an end to this Taylor Swift-themed episode, I'm going to tell the story about the time I went to a Taylor Swift concert. So everybody sit down, sit crisscross applesauce, and listen to the story. All right, I was, hmm, I think I was nine, or I think I was eight years old. I was eight years old. I was sick that day. I woke up that morning, 5.30 a.m. There was, well, 
okay, let me start at the very start of the day. I woke up that morning at like 12 a.m. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel sick. And so then I go into my parents' room and I'm like, I don't feel well. I think I have a fever. But in five hours, I was going to wake up to go to downtown Chicago with my dad. At the time, I lived in Chicago. And we were going to go run a 5K. And so I was not feeling well. Five hours later, I wake up. And I get dressed, whatever. I go. And it was so hot. I was tired, running on little sleep. Considering at that time, I would sleep like 12 hours every night. So I was like, oh my gosh, I only slept like eight hours. This is awful. I felt so tired. I just didn't feel well. And then I ran a 5K and it was so hot. And it was just a bad situation. And of course, like a little funny anecdote. Um, there were like photographers there that like were taking photos and whatever. And it's like on the rock and roll 5K website. I don't want you to look it up, but because I think it'd be hard to find. But like, I'm literally sick. And then, like, later the d- later that day, I take some ibuprofen, gear up for the Taylor Swift concert at night at Soldier Field, which is where the Bears play, the Chicago Bears football team plays. And so, you know, I went to the Taylor Swift concert, and it was a good time. Luckily, I didn't feel sick. And it was 1989, which was, like, my favorite album. That was the one I listened to the most. My favorite song on 1989 is Style. And, yeah, I mean, that's just, like, a brief story about the time I went to a Taylor Swift concert, but I think it's pretty cool, and especially since there's no concerts right now, it's fun to reminisce on concert memories. So, I mean, I think that Taylor Swift's concert was awesome. All I remember is the song Trouble from, like, a long time ago at this point. Like, right now, Trouble was made a while ago. But all I remember is that, like, you could feel it shaking. Because, like, trouble, there's, like, a really, like, trouble, trouble, trouble. And it, like, you could feel the stadium shaking. It was so scary. But, yeah, so that was really fun. And, yeah, I hope that Taylor Swift, I mean, I don't see myself going to another one of her concerts. But, I mean, we probably won't even be able to go to concerts for, like, another two years. So maybe by then she'll make some albums that I like, and maybe I'll go to a Taylor Swift concert, but I mean, it's fun to look back onto the memory when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. Okay, that's the end of this podcast for this week, but you know, like I said at the start, I'll let you know my uploading schedule for the next upcoming weeks, and if I don't talk to you before, Merry Christmas and Right now it's Hanukkah, so happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. And I will see you next time. Like I usually say at the end, like I always say at the end, you can follow on Spotify, you can subscribe, and on Apple Podcasts you can rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts. Do whatever you want to boost the podcast. Tell a friend if you're going to be extra nice. And I will see you all soon. Happy Friday.